of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, Brushbeater Training and Consulting, and hosted by me, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia, back with you once more. And I've got a really awesome guest with me today, a guy who is a personal friend of mine, a fellow trainer in this uh, large and wonderful training community that we have. You know, you've heard me say it many times that the American situation of today, no matter how dark and down people can get about things, one thing that is really, really cool is the fact that we have so many great trainers with a lot of knowledge who are more than willing to share what they know, their experiences out there with all of you. And my friend Monty, who is the owner and CEO of Active Threat Solutions and Everyday Ready is going to be joining us today. And we're going to be talking about basic mobility. And what do we mean by basic mobility? We mean vehicle ops. We mean everyday life operating in a wide variety of situations that you might be thrown in that are unpredictable, ranging from a flat tire going from point A to point B all the way up to that bug out that everybody loves to talk about. Um, the, you know, that we read about in all the books that we've seen the movies about all the things we're going to be talking about the real world applications of a lot of this. So my brother, it is great to be joined by you. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the chat. Yeah, man. So first things first, talking about basic mobility as it pertains to vehicles, vehicle considerations. And I would say that, that, you know, judging by uh, the vehicles that you have in your arsenal, all the way up to that, that super sweet uh, Ram that you've got with that is that truck is badass, man. I mean, a hundred percent, you know, but everything that you've got, Mobility is a very serious consideration of yours, not just from a, uh, a four-wheeler uh, mindset, an overlander mindset, but really as a way of life. 
Why is that? Talk us through your setup, your considerations, how you define basics of, of mobility. Well, it's, uh, it's quite simple, really, because we all depend on vehicles for day-to-day life. We use them to get to work and back. We use them to go acquire supplies and for other purposes, for long-distance travel, when we got to be somewhere. Well, if, if things happen, if our environment changes, which is one of the precepts behind which we all prepare for, right? We, we want to be prepared if, if uh, conditions change or we're thrown into a crisis situation so we can be ahead of the next guy. Well, if, if something like that occurs, it doesn't mean that we're putting our vehicles away. We're still going to rely on them every bit as much as we do for day-to-day life. So as such, it, it really is necessary that you have some skills and, some, and you understand some basic concepts about utilizing your vehicles for, for movement in an environment that could be either, either conflicted by obstructions like you might find in a natural disaster or even in a high-risk environment where you have violence that's taking place for whatever reason by whomever. You still have to live. You still have to acquire supplies. You still have to go places to interact with other people or to work or to get things done. So, uh, so being able to do that as, as safely as possible and as, uh, with as much planning and capability is certainly uh, seems very important to me at a minimum. Definitely, man. Definitely. You know, you, you mentioned a couple of scenarios that I think are on top of everybody's mind. I mean, there is the mundane every day, you know, I got to get to work at point A to point B, simple things like changing a tire, which I think is um, kind of a, an ironic bellwether uh, of the downfall of society and how many people don't know how to change a tire or check their oil or, you know, like fluid levels and stuff. But um you know, I mean, all joking aside, though, a couple of scenarios that I think are uh, very realistic. I mean, you know, here we are, we're, you know, both located in central North Carolina. And I mean, we got hurricane season, you know, that's coming up on us here pretty quick. Um, you know, there's, there's already one storm down in Puerto Rico and, and uh, did some damage down there. And, you know, we don't, Every hurricane season is very, very serious for us here in North Carolina, you know, and, and so natural disasters is something that for the for mobility is a very realistic scenario. And then civil unrest, which unfortunately seems to be ever more likely. I mean, I know you and I both have seen the videos of, you know, the, these uh, street takeovers in Portland. Um, you know, that just one month ago, there was one that turned pretty violent. Elderly man got shot. He was just trying to get out of the situation. And um, these these things like the the civil unrest that we talked about, uh, that that people like to talk about, because it's a dramatic example. This is quickly becoming more and more realistic. But I want to back up real quick and talk about the natural disaster. Now, I know you and your team have a whole bunch of experience when it comes to dealing with natural disasters and the, the understanding the mobility requirements 
that come with disaster relief. And so talk us through your basic vehicle setup, your loadout, things that, that you have on hand for those contingencies, uh, for things that may, may happen, and, and what you think that uh, preparedness-minded individuals need to have in their vehicles. Well, again, that's, that's a pretty easy answer. <clears throat> when you think about using vehicles to move through a, a really a non-permissive area, whether it's a natural disaster or whether it's an area where there's, uh, you know, there's people that would do you harm, you really almost think about your vehicle in a similar way that you might think about a, a bug out bag or, or something like that. You, you, you want to have necessary resources on board that vehicle to sustain you if you go into some type of contingency mode, maybe you plan to leave in the morning and plan to arrive somewhere by midday or by afternoon. But in, when, you're, when you're driving through conditions like that, you really can't say what you're going to encounter. You may encounter road closures. In, in, the, in the case of a natural disaster, we dealt with a lot of flooding and a lot of road closures due to down trees. We also dealt with situations where we were moving moving a lot of fuel and a lot of generators. And these were resources that, that people in the affected area really wanted quite badly. And in Hurricane Katrina, they wanted them bad enough that we had numerous uh, vehicles and teams actually ambushed in the field where they were roadblocked and then you know, people would take their resources. So this is, not, this is something that we can expect. It's almost a certainty if you, if you have if you have an infrastructure or an economy that breaks down, we've seen this numerous times right here in the United States, desperate people will do desperate things. And that's the kind of environment that we, we plan for. So again, having certain supplies, supplies like, like extra water, for instance, the ability to carry bulk water, extra fuel, the ability to carry bulk jerry cans of fuel. Those are really important resources, fuel to, keep, to extend your range or to aid someone else in your group who may need additional fuel. Water to extend your ability to sustain yourself or perhaps even refuel a radiator if necessary. And also um, on the subject of sustainment, you've got a vehicle. I mean, it's not like you're carrying all, all things that you need on your back. So you really would be remiss if you didn't make sure that you had necessary things to sustain you out there like water, like food like protection. I mean, everything we do tends to surround the rule of three. We tend to work on the rule of three, which most preparation-minded people are familiar with. You know, three minutes without air, three hours in extreme environment, three days without water, three weeks without food. So we make sure we cover those bases in our preparations so we can deal with problems that we might encounter when we're out there making a movement through areas that are uh, affected. Yeah, man, you know, the bringing up the preparedness rule of threes is huge. And, um, you know, as, as it pertains to vehicles, I know with my trucks and, uh, you know, with yours as well, at a minimum, definitely have the heaviest tow straps that you can get, you know, um, seriously, it, like, the, it, however heavy you think your your toe strap is, get the next step up. Um, you know, thirty four thousand pounds 
because that's tensile strength at the max, but it's better to have more than, than least. And, and, um, you know, one thing that I learned from my deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan is that recovery equipment on your vehicles is a way of life and it, the heavier duty, the better, you know, on Humvees. So the, the, uh, my first deployment when we had 1114s and then later on 1151s, they're heavy vehicles, but they're not as heavy as, uh, you know, like MRAPs or something that we had later on, but still we use striker cables because that was the heaviest piece of recovery equipment we had. And then we had tank bars uh, to reinforce that once we were towing on the road, because that's the heaviest duty thing you have. So you have all of your, you know, your water, your food, everything inside of that vehicle, plus that recovery equipment that goes along with that. Um, something else you said that, that I think is extremely significant and more realistic is, um, you know, you say not all the stuff is on your back. You know, it, it, it seems like, in the preparedness community, everybody puts a focus on, uh, you know, light infantry skills where, you know, you're basically living out of a rucksack, out of a backpack, but that's not really realistic for a lot of people. I mean, in a disaster scenario, there's really not that many people living out of, out of a backpack. You find yourself living out of a backpack, you're basically a refugee at that point. You know, being in inside a vehicle and operating out of a vehicle is a lot more realistic and a far better survival situation that you've put yourself in at that point for so many reasons, for, for every reason that I can think of. Um, you know, on, on that note, talking, uh, going back to vehicle recovery operations and, and some of the stuff, what equipment do you have in your vehicles? Because I would say that, that your vehicle is, uh, your, your primary everyday, uh, driver vehicle is probably one of the best setup ones that, that I've seen. And, and everybody who works for you has some, some really nice vehicles, but they're also very purpose built and purpose put together and well-maintained talk me through your selection on that your recovery equipment specifically that you have and and uh why you picked some of those items so uh, we'll start with recovery uh, equipment and recovery equipment is definitely definitely necessary for any and all vehicles and it, it should be in every vehicle because you never know when a vehicle is going to have to operate on its own and then also sometimes we carry uh, special equipment in terms of uh, team equipment, right? So if we have, let's say three vehicles making a movement, we may have a chainsaw in one vehicle. Doesn't mean that we carry a chainsaw around every day, you know, or in every single vehicle. We have team equipment in addition to equipment that's assigned to a vehicle. Um, from the recovery standpoint, um, having snatch straps and toe straps like you talked about is, is definitely critical. Also very important is, um, is blocks and slings necessary to affect good winching operations because in every situation where you may have to tow out or winch out a vehicle, you don't always have the ability to position vehicles right where you need to. And so you may need to actually redirect winch lines or tow lines. And so you want to have 
you want to have slings that can that can attach to trees or other hard points that might exist around you. And you want to have blocks that you can lead a winch line through to change its direction of pull so that you can work with whatever force you're using to pull, whether that's a vehicle or a winch or both. Um, you can alter the direction of pull to what's needed to free that vehicle you're trying to uh, extract. So, uh, so that's, that's real important equipment. We're real big on soft shackles when it comes to recovery gear. There's a lot of injuries and destroyed equipment associated with, with traditional steel shackles. When, if you have a line fail, which is yep. always really possible, especially when you introduce shock loads into any system, if you have a line fail, it can fail with a great deal of force. There's a lot of energy stored in, especially on a nylon line. It, it, it's fairly elastic and can store a tremendous amount of energy. And when that energy is released and there's a steel shackle on the end of it, it can kill a person. It can take out a windshield. It can maim you. Uh, there's a lot. There's been a lot of incidents of this. So we're real big on, on using soft shackles. These are small shackles that are made out of spectrum, spectra and um, other, other high-tech materials. There's numerous companies that make these things and you can buy them in different load ratings and sizes, just like you do any kind of rigging. And they're lighter weight, they, they're less weight on your, your overall loadout and very easy to use. Then, then also, uh, if you can have winches, at least on some of the vehicles, um, if you can have a winch on any vehicle, is certainly a big asset you can extract yourself. This is a lot like uh, tactical medicine, like the concept of self-aid. With a winch, there's a lot you can do to rescue your own vehicle without relying on another vehicle to come to your aid, especially if you are operating solo, which isn't desired, but it's sometimes it's just necessary. So at any rate, uh, those are a couple of key elements that can uh, really make the difference in dealing with a vehicle down and then having your people trained as well. Um, you hit the nail on the head with how many people can't change a tire. So we'll leave yes. it training, you know, we'll call it a yeah. tactical tire change, right? But in reality, right. you know, you need to learn how to efficiently change a tire under austere circumstances. And then yeah. the rest of your team learns how to support that effort, whatever that is, whether that's whether that's pulling security or you know, utilizing their resources to make everything go as smoothly and quickly as possible so you can get back to moving again. You know, you talk about pulling security and, you know, the, the whole process of learning all this. And with just a few minutes left on the clock, you know, we, we have, and I say we, because you invited me in and kind of talked me through this. And uh, I think it's, it's probably one of the most brilliant training ideas in the preparedness community right now. But you have put together a course on this, a basic mobility course for preparedness-minded individuals where they can come in, they can use the vehicles that you have on site, you have your own track, and you have got uh, some experts in the field as well. You know, uh, you, you know, you, you have a uh, retired Navy SEAL on staff as well. Um, I, and I, you can hear the excitement in my voice because I think this is one of the coolest courses. Um, just looking over your, your points of instruction, I think this is one of the coolest courses that can be offered in the preparedness community right now, a three-day course 
on the basics of mobility where the students are doing all of this. And they're going to be doing it here, right here in North Carolina, in central North Carolina. So it's not too far away from me. So everybody that's, that's trained with me, um, you know, Monty is, is just right down the road, uh, not too far, less than 30 minutes out. So what is the timeline on this? When are people going to be uh, – when, when is this course and how can people enroll in it? Well, our next course, our next high-risk mobility course is scheduled for December 16th through the 18th. It's a long weekend, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. And uh, I can share with you registration links. You can find the registration link quite easily if you go to Everyday Ready. So it's every-day-ready.com. And if you go to our events calendar, you'll find... For December, you'll find a a course called High Risk Mobility. Not to be confused with, we have other courses that have to do with uh, fighting tactics around vehicles. It's more of a defensive course called Vehicle Fighting Tactics. That's a firearms course. That's That's a separate course, but you're looking for high risk mobility. And um, that's that's a three-day course, it's thousand bucks. And basically you come in for the full experience. You're gonna, you know, and Love doing multi-day courses because people really get a chance to to absorb and take things in over time instead of drinking from a fire hose in a short time and able to uh, put a lot of activities and and drills and exercises in to to really set people up so that they can go home and, and work on their own solutions and work on empowering their own people. Exactly. Exactly. It it's one of the, the awesome things I think about your training program and what you offer to the community is realism. It's a down to earth practical approach to a lot of this because there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that offer tactics. There's a lot of guys that offer, you know, a, a wide variety of different things and all those viewpoints obviously are extremely valid but then you bring this this very unique flavor to things of like, okay, but this is the real world application to this of everyday life of, you know, all right, not every day, not everything you're going to be doing is running and gunning, but you will interact in these types of situations. You will be forced to do some of this. We don't know what the future is going to hold. You know, and, and so your, your training has to reflect realism versus, you know, the, the fantasies of I'm all kitted out and I'm, I'm ready for a fight. That's not normally when the fight is going to take place. It's normally when you, you know, you're, you're, uh, at, at, you know, you're having your worst day at that point you're the least prepared. And so having those, those pointers, those tips on being well-prepared and well-suited for those scenarios is going to pay off in spades. And I think that, that your training does that. So everydayready.com, look under the training calendar and you're going to be able to find that basic mobility course, three-day course. I'm very excited for it. I'm going to be out there. And um, it. <laughs> I, I am really, really looking forward to this, man. Um, brother, any last things that you want to share with the Radio Contra audience? Well, um, I definitely... Uh really like the the concept you made about uh, about being prepared we like to say that 
really the the adversary chooses the time that a person may be attacked that, that that they may bring it to us they choose the place they choose the time they choose what they're going to do and when they're going to stop doing it and how they're going to do it we really only get to choose one thing and that is if we're ready if that day comes right and that's why that's why we like to put such uh, such effort into um, into preparing and training and gain, and building capability and empowering others to do the same. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Amen, brother. Well, man, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on for just a little bit of time, taking taking some time out of your busy schedule to be on with us. And we're definitely going to have you on again, because, again, folks, Monty is the expert when it comes to all things, mobility, vehicles, if you want to get training from the very best in the field, he's the guy to go to in all seriousness. And I say that as a personal friend, as a guy who, who has always been impressed with you from the moment that I met you, I knew that you were a switched on individual. We, we were definitely of like mind. Uh, so get out there every day, ready dot, Calm. Brother, thank you for being on with us. Hey, it was my pleasure, and thank you for having me. And you have a great day, and look forward to seeing you again, brother. All right, bro. God bless all of you out there. I hope that you got something out of this. Definitely get out there. Get to training. All right? Get to training. The time is getting short on all this. God bless, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout. Out. Yeah!